The views and opinions expressed in this podcast by the hosts and their guests are their own and do not reflect the official policy, views, or opinions of any other organization, agency, employee, or company. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. If you need advice or information for or about Filipinos working overseas, please direct your questions to the nearest embassy or POEA. And POEA, please don't murder us. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I fuck it up. Okay, uh, um. welcome to <laughs> welcome to Overseas Epic Workers the podcast. Um, I'm Jocelyn Herrera. I'm Paula, and she's yawning. She's already bored of this episode. <laughs> We I, I've it. been making I've been making bad decisions this past week. <laughs> Poor life choices are catching up. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, this morning I wanted to. So we're recording uh, for around 4:30 ish on a Saturday. This morning I was debating like, should I do laundry? Because I've I've kind of decided to like not do laundry until I've used most of my clothes. Mm-hmm. And I was assessing. So I so I I use it right, and then uh-huh. like the turnover of my clothes will be slower too because I use them less. Anyway, so I was looking at my drawer and I was like, okay, it's time because I counted like this won't last me five days anymore. And then so I sorted out my clothes, blah blah blah. And then when I opened my door, my other housemate was on her way to the laundry room. So like, uh, okay. So, so you so decided yes. not to. Yeah, because so she was using it. She was using it, so I could. And now that it's free, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> too lazy. Yeah, it's a Saturday. It's like three twenty-one in the and, uh, afternoon. And the heat is just too much. Yeah, here in Jakarta, there's a dog that's on the bed that I use as a table to record this. So if you guys hear any noises such as weird breathing, I'm so sorry, Marco. Again, this is gonna be a problem. And she is now scratching herself on the bed. Sorry, Marco. I don't know. She can't reach her ear because she has like uh, a I don't know. Eyes are weird. So I am drinking a Malbec. Paula is drinking water because she's already made enough poor life choices. <laughs> she doesn't need to add alcohol in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, one of my poor life choices too was to start dieting, which has actually oh. actually I'm back to my pre. Jakarta. Sort of, yeah, sort of. So I the other day I was deciding should I stop now? <laughs> But like you know what, I already started. Why not to prepare to prepare myself for Christmas? So wow, at least it because, will break even. Because Paul is gonna go home to Manila for Christmas, so she's gonna experience like the full range of Filipino Christmas spread. Fuck. I'm so you're anticipating, happy. yeah. Wait, and no, I, I mean, the... there's no for Isaac. sure. I cannot avoid the eating. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's just do that. <laughs> so let's dive. So before we dive into our episode today, we today's episode eight. We already have a few likes on our Facebook page. Talaga ba? And a few. 
Yeah, I saw. I got notifications. Because every time I see a notification, it's a reminder to put the phone number and all those housekeeping yeah, things. Yeah, it's like one it. of those yeah. things. I don't even put my phone number on my own Facebook. Anyway. Is it? Okay, wait. No. I try not to... Reveal too I much information. I try not to... Yeah, link... And link my accounts with each other. Oh, no. I only have one like. Sorry. The notification yeah, for the one like That's was probably myself. you. <laughs> wait. <laughs> yeah, it is you. You haven't liked our page? You haven't Should liked I, the page? Must I? Follow na lang. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm gonna Ayan I'm po. gonna invite Marco and you to like I don't even know why Marco but it, didn't it also like reached three people, so it's the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so hopefully by the time this like eighth episode comes out, we'll have more content because the page is super empty. It just has like the cover the cover photo, photo yeah. and the profile, profile pic. Yeah. So. I take it back. There are no new likes. <laughs> well, anyway, now there's two. There's two. I just invited Marco, so hopefully there will be three soon. Eh, Isa. You're not invited. Wait. Uh, let's take a break. I need to take this dog outside. <laughs> again! <laughs> again, again! No, because she's right beside the mic. I'm afraid. Isa, stop scratching. Wait. Uh-huh. She's being mm. she's being KSP. Isa, stop it. Isa, don't bite the wait, she's biting the cable of the mic of the and the Mac wait. Let's take a break. Give me a sec. Isa, get off. And we're back. Sorry, my dog had to be kicked out of the recording room because she gets Destroy. She destroys things when she doesn't have attention. Anyway, are you ready to dive into the episode, Paula? Not so serious. What is it about? Okay, so this episode, do you want to talk about all the isms in the workplace that you'll experience when you move to a different country? The isms would be like ageism, sexism, racism. I know it's very common... Some of those things are do happen in like your home country or like the Philippines, but then it might take a different form when you move. And I know that so Paula and I, I don't know if it's surprising for some, but we're both women in the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's obvious enough. We are both women, we identify as women. Our pronouns are she, her. <laughs> and yeah. So yeah, we're women. So our Paula, you were in Manila. How long did you work in Manila before you moved to Singapore? Uh, two years, four months. Two years. Oh, so I worked in Manila for a good like uh, eight years before I moved. Like that was agency experience. Before that, I had like call center experience, which I don't you know, add to my advertising industry experience. So when we moved, we were both, like, different life stages already. Uh, Like, different life stages, different career stages. Did you experience anything, like, weird when you moved to Singapore? Because you were relatively, like, you said in the previous episode, you came in, you were young, you were sort of entry-level. Soft levels 
uh, soft level racism, which I didn't really think of as racism. Mm. Like they were when they found out that I'm Filipino, they will make me sing. <laughs> like no, not everyone, not all Filipinos can sing. Oh god! And then they think, but some Filipinos um, like like that stereotype. Oh. Yeah. Also, well, Filipinos embrace the stereotype anyway, so fine. But I wasn't when I was in Manila. I wasn't into karaoke anyway, so it was really. It was only when I moved. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It was only when I became an OFW and I started to warm up to it. And yeah, and then they like, oh, you like basketball, but yeah, I do like <laughs> basketball, but like, I do like basketball, but I have other sports likes. And yeah, ju- just all soft, soft level kind of racism. Singapore. It's not overly racist. Yeah, I because mean, there's a lot of different like races not, working. It, it's generally. not. It's not because it's a melting pot. It's just. Oh, you know what? So I was talking to our kind of segue because I never mm. thought of it that way. Um, yeah. So I was talking to this our French intern. We call him Chick Boy. Well, <laughs> could name that Filipino he's... nickname. Uh. Actually the 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 nickname didn't the codename didn't even we didn't need to think of it or agree to it. So I was just telling a story to him about the French intern, blah blah blah. And he was like, Who's that? The chick boy? So yeah, yeah, the chick boy. And he was just yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he so he's kinda of, he's young, he's also new here in Singapore, so he kinds of reading up a lot about Singapore and apparently so he said, like, the, the Singapore culture, they work long hours. Not because, like, they like working. It's really because there's no other people to do the work. Because there's so few mm, of them. Okay. So anyway, so, they, so they're so they not really... So just to... I don't know how to weave it back. They're not really... They're not racist? so racist huh? in okay. that... Not because, like, it's a melting pot. No, it's just not. Maybe they're more classist, okay. in a way, yeah, yeah, yeah. than racist. They're more class conscious than race conscious. Yeah. But yeah. actually, I wanted to tell, wanted to ask you, when you, when you left Manila, were you, like, concerned about racism that you will, um, Experience? if you will ever, yeah? No, not really, because, well, I wasn't concerned of very much when I left, because I left without knowing anything about Indonesia. I didn't even, I hadn't even been to Indonesia when I first moved here. It was my first time for everything. And I think what was also interesting was I got a chance to talk to people who worked in Indonesia who were Filipino, and they pretty much gave the heads up that, oh, you know, they're you, they they look like Filipinos. It's it's almost the same the way we look like. Um, I wasn't concerned about racism, but they did tell me that oh, if you they find out you're Filipino, they're gonna tell you about this one Filipino singer that's popular in Bali called Maribeth. Maribeth and her <laughs> and her song Den Pasar Moon um, that I had What's never heard name? of before. Let me Maribeth. Marybeth. M A R I B E T. No, I mean Marybeth. That's it. I don't know her last Marybeth. name. I only know Marybeth Bali. 
Yeah, yeah, you googled Mary Beth, then pasar ah, yeah, That's then her. Pasar. Yeah. Like, she was never okay. popular in the Philippines. So I asked my mom about her, and my mom was sort of like, I have no idea who this lady is in this songs. Yeah, I don't know her. Yeah, I don't she, know. I don't know who she is, yeah. Like, no, I've she never has heard a, of like, She has a Japanese cover. Huh? <laughs> is she a yeah, show like band? A Jap- she's really <laughs> Japanese <laughs> album cover. She, huh? yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm on Google Images. Ah, okay. Anyways. She's, um, uh, she's a pretty yeah. old lady. So yeah, I wasn't... Like con- yeah, I wasn't concerned about racism. I did... Um, what I did get more... Uh, no, I'm not sure if it was warned or, like, given a heads up. Is that, oh, if you're young and you're already, like... Because, okay. So I'm not... I haven't exactly cracked why this is the way it is. But the what I've noticed, the main difference is that Filipinos are sort of... I don't know if it's because of the ambition, but Filipinos are quicker to go up the career ladder than in like Indonesians here. Because when I was in advertising in Manila, most of the people that I worked with on the same level as me were younger. Okay. So I was like late 20s, early 30s in ACD and the account managers that I was working with were already like mid-20s, late-20s. So I felt when I left Manila that I was a little bit later in my career. But then I moved here to Jakarta and they're like, oh, like when you look at the segmentation of the market, um, I think up to 25, they're still considered first jobbers. So most mm. of the people in like in my level are older. That's the thing also because in in Manila we work earlier. Yeah, so I think in, we in work Singapore, yeah. in Singapore they I would say they also start No, it's actually weird in Singapore, but cuz <laughs> they have the option of not to go to to uni. Uni, yeah. Yeah. So either they start really early or they start late. Yeah, and because like it's the, very European. Yeah, the the person I the person I spoke to was like um she had a really bad experience when she first moved here because she went to Jakarta like she wasn't even 30 yet. And she suddenly, she was already, like, very high in the ladder. She was, like, really pure, like, director level, heading a unit. Yeah. See, Marco, bleep this out. Bleep, bleep this name out, ha? Si Anong napag-usapan namin ni DJ and si Kapon? Kasi nung na-meet ko si akala ko mas matanda siya sa akin. Oh, no, no, no. Tapos magka-same, same, same, mas younger siya sa akin? Uh-oh. Same age. Ano, 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 ano ba siya? She's Jonat's age. Jonat turned 30 like two years ago. I think Jonat's two years younger than you. Talaga ba? So anyways, yeah. anyway, si Casey pala yung nag-introduce sa kanya kay Crystal quick. <laughs> so sabi ko, anyway, sabi ko, sabi ang underachiever ko talaga. <laughs> Namit ko si <laughs> Okay, so yeah, like I had a friend who moved here, and when she moved here, she was below 30. I think she was like mid to early 20s, and she was already like made the a director level, high level person. 
And then she said, yeah, the minute she got here, everyone knew how old she was and how much she was making. And her theory was mm-hmm. it was the executive assistant of the CEO that told everyone. That so she was like, she's young and making money. Her, yeah, her salary and her age. So she was, ex- she, that was her experience. So she warned me that, oh, if you're going to go there, they're going to, you know, expect that they may not have, but expect that they have an idea how old you are. But I was, like, older than her when I moved here. So, and I wasn't that high of a level yet. Like, I experienced a little bit of sexism. But I think that's... Normal. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect to get it from another fellow woman. But... (laughs) But that, yeah, that was weird. Because most, I, I rarely... I haven't had a lot of female bosses, but... I think it was also very realistic that my boss once told me because when I first moved into Jakarta, I would, I was my temper was worse because I do have a temper. It's just when I first moved here, my you know reality and expectations were very different. Um, my my boss told me once, if you're a woman, you can't get mad. And I was like, what? <laughs> what Why? are these words? <laughs> Because but, it, <laughs> but but women are emotional. She's saying that yeah, that's what she was saying. Like you can't get mad because they'll just think you're emotional. Mm. They won't take you seriously. picture ni Donald Trump. Ayan benchmark. <laughs> but he's not a woman, so people don't think he's emotional. And I think that's a very. I mean. It it was weird to hear it from a woman, but I think it was also very honest to hear it from her because she said that she experienced the same thing. Mm-hmm. That, you know, she understands it, blah, 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 but you can't be angry if you're a woman because it mm-hmm. won't get received the same way as if you were a man. Excuse me, mm-hmm. I burped. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't have this any when I moved to Singapore, it was just I didn't think of like stuff. <laughs> I didn't think there will be racism or ageism, ageism or. But did you experience yeah, like microaggressions or whatever? Microaggressions about what? Like the oh no, because you look Singaporean. That's also the thing. You kind of blend in. When I first saw, it, I was like, "Oh, Singaporean," and then you said, "La." That's true. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. That's true. They said, like, they said, oh, there's a new Filipino. And I was like, where? <laughs> I think it was you. I'm sorry. Actually, our first meeting, because Biswas already said there's another Filipino. And I think mm. we were in our first time in the same meeting. I didn't yeah. know that it was you. Because I thought yeah. you were local. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, maybe that played a part. But I didn't really experience all of the sexism and racism thing and the pay gap thing until I went to... Yes, I will name the stupid oh agency my God, okay, when I went to Havas Media. <laughs> Singapore. <laughs> Singapore. Okay. And that was like... Ah, and that was... And that was like my last job before I left. So like, oh, mm. this is it. This is the racism. This is the... Because all the rest were like... Yeah, okay, it happened. I mean, they're kind of racist. So what? I am, I'm racist too. 
But this is like, and it, those other small soft racism like really had no impact on my life whatsoever. Mm, so like, like the microaggressions. Maybe I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna. Not gonna lose sleep over it. Mm. But when when I found out about Alex Guyot's salary, which he yeah. revealed himself, <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh. This Are you is gonna it. reveal the full name? Sinabi ko na Alex Guyot, okay. Alexi Guyot. Marco, don't bleep that out. <laughs> Meaningful okay. brands champion and dali Google and friend. <laughs> Meaningful Brands Champion. Okay, go. Zero experience, $5,000. Compared to you and you, how much experience do you have? Uh, I, uh, I guess at that time it was five years. And his salary was like, like double yours or? Almost double mine. Halos same ni Odie. And Odie was like, Super senior. Okay. And so, I wasn't in that... Because he, he's kind of... He's not he's not kind of... He's naive. He didn't even mm. come from a corporate setting. That's a thing. So, yeah. he openly said it. On the first night, he went out drinking with colleagues. I wasn't there. So... Mm. And they... Because the, 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 the room he got was quite expensive at mm. the time. And I think Odie was asking, um, like, why did you get this room? It's so expensive. Mm. And and he said, well, I'm making $5,000, so I thought it's okay. And Odie was like... <laughs> Cash. Casual. Yeah, yeah, and Odie was like, okay. Let's <laughs> sweep that under the rug. So that was like, uh, okay. Okay, fine. Did you do anything when you found out that he was making almost double no, your No, because actually that, I I got mad a year after. Because when I found that, I was like, oh, okay, I was still nice to him. And mm. I was still nice to him. I was still teaching him things. And yeah, stuff. Yeah. It wasn't until after, it wasn't until after I learned he, he said drunkenly mm. that he was gonna... Slap my face with his dick and blah 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 whatever on my face. Why? Huh? He. I was in Brazil. Nakalimutan uh, mo na yung kwento. I was no, in I Brazil. No, I remember, but I'm trying to explain to the I, podcast. <laughs> actually, I'm. Actually, I'm. I can't remember the details anyway. So anyway, I was um that well, but I was in Brazil, and so they were they were drinking our colleague our colleagues were drinking. Mm. And he's a bad drunk. Okay. Um, he was once like when he was so drunk, he was describing how another girl was blowing him. He's okay. that kind of drunk. Yeah. And then okay. um, he and then I don't know how my name started to. Cause I I mean I like making fun of him because he's he has a short fuse. Mm. So I, and I didn't realize. Okay, I guess that was bad on my part. I didn't realize that he was really getting Upset. irritated. Yeah, yeah, with me. And so, and then when when he was drunk, he was like, um. So I mean, they started to talk about me. Uh, yeah, he's she like she's so uptight. I want I I want to like slap her face with my dick and just very graphic things. And they were all mm. like. 
Okay, it's time to go Ooh. home now. Yeah. It's, it's, the, the, the drinking time is over. And, and, the first, and, and then after my break, I... So I went back with goodies. He was the first person I saw because we were sitting in front of each other. So I was like, hey, Alex, mm. come, come here. Come. So I don't have enough goodies for everyone. So I was mm. just really calling people and giving them stuff. So I was yeah. like, hey, come, come, come. So I, and then I even made him choose what kind, um, what, um, what souvenir he wanted, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So... And then the like in, in the middle of the day, Odie Odie calls me, and he said she said like I need to tell you something, cause she oh. she was like she was debating like should I tell her should I not? And yeah, our yeah, other yeah. our other colleague who's a man, um told her you, you I think you have to tell her. So Odie said mm. okay, I'll tell her. Told me, and that day I yeah. spoke to Jeremy. And like, mm. and Jeremy was like defending, defending him. You know, he was, he was just drunk, blah blah blah. Then years later, like, oh, it's locker room talk. Haha. <laughs> now we're getting mad with oh Donald God. Trump. It's locker room. Yeah. But like at the time when it happened to me, like I didn't have the, these tools and stuff. Mm. And it didn't. And it took Jeremy a, a week for him to talk to. Talk to Alex about it. Someone, mm. someone resigned, and there was a party or something. And that was the only time he spoke with Alex. So what happened? Anyway, he apologized to me actually. To be fair, mm. and I like I told him don't do it again. If you're gonna, because he was really a bad drunk. It's not as if yeah. this is an isolated incident. We have yeah. like a lot of things. We have that. There was one, I think it was a Christmas party. I so wanted to stay because I wanted to drink some more, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And Claudia was like, Paula, they're so drunk, we need to bring them home. Yeah. And, I mean, I was, I was, I was a little bit irritated because I still wanted to drink. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to take, I have to babysit this fucking French guy. Anyway. Um, so I was like, you know, you're a bad drunk. Mm. So, you have to... I mean, yeah, we're in an industry where we enjoy drinking. But if this is the kind of drunk you're gonna be, stop drinking with colleagues. Find other people to yeah, drink Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very really true. Like, and you're lucky it was me. If you were, if you talked about another person, what do you think would have happened? Yeah. I could report you right now. Yeah. And he was apologetic. And he was like, hey, if you want to report me, report me. But I mean, why would I do that? But then after that, I was just like, I was such an angry person. Then I, I, when I went to Indonesia, I was very angry. So I carried yeah. that with me. I was so angry with life. And I was, was so like angry just, with Jeremy. Like, like mm. locker room, to, uh, he was just drunk. Drunk! And you want me? He's fucking sitting in front of me. And then like it, yeah. every, the situation was just so bad. And then he wanted me to be nice to Alex. He wanted me to teach him, blah, blah, blah. So one, so one time, Jeremy... And admittedly, I didn't handle it maturely. I was really yeah. mad at everyone that he had to, like, talk to me and stuff. Mm. And I told Jeremy, like... Oh, Jeremy's my boss, anyway. Um, <laughs> and you, I was like, you know what I don't understand? Like, you're telling me that I need to help this. I need to. I need to help this guy out. I need to teach this guy out, and he's making more than me. Yeah. And he kind of, he kind of like, 
quieted and he was like, your salary wasn't negotiated. Was your salary was negotiated before I joined? He was. He also wasn't responsible for Alex's salary because it was negotiated by someone else. It was a network. It was thing, Vishnu. Yeah? Vishnu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Are we gonna bleep that name out or no? No, Vishnu Mohan. Vishnu. Hi, Vishnu. <laughs> I'm just like hi Vishnu if you're listening if anyone Vishnu gave him the salary because he was French and he was referred by a potential client and he was shopping this is at least this is the story that got to me and he was shopping Alex across the network no one wanted to bring him in cause who wants to take on that salary and then Jeremy was new had a lot of ideas Jeremy's responsibility was he was the one who mm. gave him the fucking title. The meaningful brands champion. Yeah. I mean, come on. What the fuck does that mean? And um, he was the he, he was the one who agreed to take him on because he had ideas. I mean, until now, mm. I don't know what the ideas were. but So, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so yeah. So that and, and that's how I flagged it up, and in Jeremy was like, "Your salary wasn't, wasn't um, uh, your salary was set before I came in. I, he wasn't the one who gave um, his salary." Blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I, I said it is what it is, but now that I'm more knowledgeable, and that shouldn't have been my my answer. Yeah. Like, no, it's fucking unfair. Did you ever like? Like, when you found out that this guy was earning more than you, I know you talked to your boss about the, like, uh, sexually aggressive talk. But did you talk to him about the... The salary? Salary, yeah, discrepancy. Did you tell no, him, like, yeah, you need yeah, to get that, paid me? That was, that was it. That, nah, nah, I got mad at him. Like, I can't, I don't understand why I need when to he was teach making this guy. Teach the guy. But yeah. he was, yeah, and he was making more than me. And that was about it. We never, we never discussed it. And I mean, mm. if they were going to choose between me or Alex, they were going to choose Alex because Alex is such a nice guy. And I have a bad attitude. Really? Do you think that that mattered? He, that's what he, that was, that was what we were talking about. And that mean, that's why he pulled me aside. Because I was so mean. Blah, blah, blah. Huh? That's what your yeah. boss told you? But if they had of to course choose, not. That's would... not. That's not. I mean, of course, they also didn't say if they have to choose, but because mm. it they was were, implied. Yeah, because he was wow. like, because he was such a he was, um, more willing to. I guess at some point, Alex realized that he was just earning more money than the rest of us, mm. and that okay. he had to, he had to work much harder. Mm, to prove and that he yeah. to prove that he deserves it or I don't know mm. maybe he was also bored because we weren't doing anything mm. and at the time it wasn't just Alex and my anger anymore it was also like and so I <laughs> was I like so many friends <laughs> telling her don't reveal the full name of this guy <laughs> no so anyways Jer- and anyway uh, so yeah. Jeremy was just I also he wasn't was sure what he was doing father, in life. Yeah. So yeah. I was also mad at him for like, what What are you doing? You keep on giving me stupid, stupid things to do. 
And so yeah, because he 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 was he had a better working relationship with Alex. So if it were if he had to choose, regardless of the salary, he was going to choose Alex because he can just tell Alex what's, what to do and I was fighting back. Mm. And yeah, so that, so that was it. I never brought it up. And in my head, the next move was to just leave. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not one who's going to raise hell or anything. I mean, I, I know that no matter how... No matter who I tell talk to the situation in the office won't change mm. so I'm like okay this, this is really I need to leave yeah yeah so yeah that was the yeah that's the like the sexism saga. racism folded into one mm. and then actually so there's another guy in our team who was also defending kind of defending Alex at the time mm. and then he would make excuses blah 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 and then I asked him so if anyone said this about your girlfriend, it'll be okay with you. Of course not. So why is it okay for me, but not okay when it's done to your girlfriend? Mm. And he couldn't. He couldn't really explain. He never why. gave me a. He never gave me a good, good reason. And yeah. then okay, fast forward to Trump, blah blah blah. So I texted him. Oh, so locker room talk. And he said, Yeah, I kind of thought about you when I heard that. Mm. And at least, at least this guy he, he recognized realized that, a little yeah. bit, yeah, a little bit. But please, so but I mean now, like you know, as I said, I wasn't really equipped to handle these, those things. Right? Yeah, now I would react yeah. better. You know, hashtag whistle whistleblower document. <laughs> hashtag whistleblower. So, okay, so uh, that's for another episode. I'll I'll yeah. review it once it's settled. So, yeah, I'll make note so yeah. of the whistleblower thing. <laughs> yeah, because okay. I wasn't. Yeah, so I wasn't. I wasn't equipped. It was and a different time. Then, you were. It was. Yeah, you were much it, younger. It was pre me too, too. So even if I was older, I don't think I would have known what to do either. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. True, that's true. So yeah, so that's that. That's my like bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> that's Paula's bombshell slash rant for this episode. No, so this that's, is actually uh, that's the thing. That I was like fourth, fifth year in Singapore. That was like my third job in Singapore. Before that, it was like oh, it was such a not a happy place, but the, all these isms like never really crossed my mind. Nothing. I mean, nothing that will make you mad. Nothing out of the mm. ordinary. And not to say it doesn't happen. It happens, but you know, nothing, yeah. nothing unusual. So it it was when this thing happened. happened. It's like, ah, okay. Ah, now I understand. <laughs> this yeah. is what they're talking about in books and articles. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, let's, okay. let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with more things. Let me just digest this. Paula Bombshell and naming names on this podcast. Marco, don't bleep. Don't bleep. We will stick, we will put the names of these people on our Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> we will tag them. Alexis, if you want to air your site, please send us an email at ofwpod at gmail.com. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Are you guys so cool? In, no, I, he's my first delete on Instagram, eh, on Facebook. Oh, 
abortion. I deleted him. I was still in. No, I was still in. I was still in Singapore. I deleted him. Like probably mm. a week or two after that, I deleted him. Like I don't need this fucker yeah. <laughs> on my newsfeed or seeing my newsfeed. <laughs> but Marco include this. He did say sorry. He did say sorry. Like he did that's, say sorry. He apologized. He was he was pretty ready if I reported him to MOM. Yeah, like at least. So he I mean, was, I know. mean, I mean, the salary would have covered the relocation anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was a double whammy of him. Okay, let's let's come back. Let's ease back into this. But I think with yours, Paula, it was a double whammy of him. Being sexually, making sexually aggressive talk, and the fact that he was earning almost double what you were making for like zero experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a a combo, combo, combo in one person, and all of the, mm. all of the, all of those things, all of the people who made it happen were men. Mm. Yeah, shady men. I should add. Yeah, like for me. I'm I'm pretty much sure that my salary is lower than most of the other expats in our office. Which is fine, but, but which is fine because I know my salary actually, now is okay. It's not even really about the salary per se because if it was, it was really about the salary, I mean I kept I kept cool for a year. Yeah. So it wasn't really the salary, salary. It's just you fucker. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm talking yeah. about my side, though. Because yeah. I know that... I mean, we're both f- big reveal guys. We're both f- Asians. <laughs> we're both... F- For those who have just joined in this podcast on episode three and have not heard, like, our all-Filipino POEA rant, um, we're both Filipinos. So I know that, like, in the global scale, a lot of a lot of foreigners, a lot of uh, foreign bosses like to hire Filipinos because Filipinos are cheap. Like, it's the same reasoning someone once told me before because you're looking for a freelancer and they said, no, it's cheaper if you get someone from the Philippines because you get expensive quality, but it's way cheaper. To get ah, the same yeah. quality, yeah. Because they were like, to get the same quality of work from a freelancer that's Indonesian, it'll be much more expensive. Yeah. So Filipinos yeah, same, tend to price same cheap. Same in Singapore. And yeah. the, actually, that's the reason why Singapore has a very... Uh, Sing- um, Filipinos in Singapore have a lower negotiation, negotiating power. power. Yeah. Because when, before all of these influx, Singapore didn't knew. Yeah. Didn't you didn't know? Mm. And um, but because when they offer you a salary, and to us, oh, this is big. I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. But those things you don't really know. So yeah, like I also think, even though a lot of Filipinos are going overseas, not all Filipinos going overseas are very aware of how they should price themselves differently in different markets. Like because yeah, so it's tough. like yeah, so. Even amongst, like, the other Asians that like to go out, like, the Indians. I'm pretty sure the Indians or Indian friends are better at negotiating because their network is very, like, I'm making this, what I'm making, da-da-da-da-da, you should ask for this, you should ask for this, you should ask for this. 
with yeah. Filipinos, we're not as open. Mm. But even if we are, it's also hard to get out of the whole bubble of oh no, we wanna we want you because we know that you know you're gonna cost less for more, especially if it's your first job yeah. over, out of the country. Like, and especially if you, like, market against Asians, like, uh, other races like Caucasians, get out of here. Like, Jay, super expensive. So, yeah, I mean, for me, aside from that, I sort of blend very well into Indonesians. So, you can't clock me as a Filipino. Mm. But I also can't tell other Filipinos now. Like, the more I stay here, like I can't tell. Unless they speak. Yeah. Sometimes, even when they speak English, I'm still like, is this guy Filipino or, or Indonesian? Mm. So that's really? sort of good for me. Yeah. yeah. So, we cut ba tayo? Paano? Huh? We break ka, then we continue tayo. Yuna! <laughs> no, kanina. Huh? Like, uh, di mo napansin? Sabi mo, let's take a break, tapos nagtuloy-tuloy tayo. So, parang ako, oh, ah, we, took a, we, we, we took a break, and then we came back on the ah, okay. blah, 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 blah. Sorry. To, to defend. Kasi may off-the-record parts, eh. We were mildly sympathetic to, <laughs> to Alex. <laughs> like, yeah, Alex, like both guys, sides! If you really wanna reveal it, I mean, we'll do a live, we'll do a live stream. <laughs> Because that would be amazing content. <laughs> wow. But you need to get a good mic because we can't afford to have you and Paula in the same room and share one mic. You have to get your own mic. Ah, <laughs> see Alex. I think he's in US. You can now afford with... a mic. Your salary is over. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, he probably had an increment of like somewhere between 15 to 20. So... When he left, he, he was probably earning seven thousand. Is he still in? Is he still in? No, he left with the girlfriend. No, I oh I don't know if he's in the network, but he's not in Singapore anymore. I think. Okay. He left. He left then suddenly he's back. here in Jakarta, helping to fix things. I don't know. So yeah, like um yeah racism. I mean, I think. It's easier for Paula and I to blend into the countries we ended up working in because we're both like, first, it's a stroke of luck. Paula actually looks Singaporean. Paula will pass. I will pass as Indonesian until I speak. Um, yeah. But the experience for like, for me, like I can attest to the experience of like my husband where he got into a... Because my husband's like this big white man. Like, there's no angle of him where you can deny that he's white. Because he's built, I don't know, like a linebacker, I guess. <laughs> he's like, he's he's a white guy and he's pretty, you know, he's pretty big. And he has blue eyes, even though he's not blonde. So, he really looks white. He bikes to... He used to bike to work a lot. But there was one time, I think it was during last Ramadan, he got into an accident. So he was biking to work. And then there in front of him was like a motorbike with like a father, a mother, a son that was like four or five and a a baby. (laughs) Uh Oh, it's the whole family on a bike. No one was wearing a helmet. 
And then I think what was happened, I, he, for, trying to remember, he said someone cut behind him. So he hit a pothole, I think, and then he had, he, parang, he bumped into the, the, the family, family on the bike, yeah. Like, he didn't, it wasn't his fault, first of all. And also, he was on a bike. They were on a motorbike. But he was still very like, oh, I'm white. I'm the only white guy here, so it's going to be my fault. And, like, um, he said he his bike was broken, so he was, like, trying to just wheel his bike away so he could, you know, get to work, blah, blah, blah. And someone sort of told him, hey, we have to take them to the hospital. And he's like, huh, I'm bleeding too. What are you talking about? But, of course, he couldn't say anything because it's Ramadan and he was the only white guy. So he ended up going with them to the hospital, to the with going with the family to the hospital and like he gave them some money and it was like why would you (sighs) he didn't need to because Mm. technically he was a pedestrian because he was on a push bike and they were on a motorbike and none of them were wearing helmets but he was still like oh i'm just gonna give it because it's less hassle because he doesn't want to be like that one white guy that was in a motor accident like during ramadan like the guy that hit him was also a bike and the bike just like sped away no one went after that guy yeah like he was the largest story and i think that's super i mean it's upsetting but it's sort of true i guess i mean it's like when my boss it was my indonesian boss who was a female told me that you can't be mad if you're a lady because they'll think that you're emotional and they just won't listen Mm. Like, it's those little truths that are upsetting. And being that I'm in Jakarta, I'm not really sure how to address it. Like, do I say, no, I can be mad anytime I want. But, like, after uh, my boss at the time told me that I can't be mad because I'm a woman, I had to make it a point that every time I scolded someone who was in my team for doing something wrong, I made it a point to make sure that they understood why I was mad, that I wasn't just ranting. Because I get that's a default sometimes. I've seen like I've seen like friends of mine take that standard. Oh, he's just like a mad guy. Oh, because he's, you know, he's Indian or he's whatever. Like he just says things. He likes to yell. So for me, that was my main thing about like people thinking that, oh, because you're different, you're not, you're not Indonesian. You're just an angry person. You have to like make sure that they understand why. Do you like, yeah. like you, you have friends, like you have, um, we, you talked about Riri, your token black friend in the office. Does she experience anything in Singapore? We should, we should, she yeah, any? we have, we, uh, we have we a should schedule. Guest her. To do yeah, 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 she, she invited herself. <laughs> <laughs> and the topic will be how it ha- an ex- a non Asian expat in Singapore. That's how she. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's her. She she was the one who who said that. No, she has a. No, she has a very unique experience. I remember mm. she. Yeah, I mean, usually I can't speak for her, but. No, I I remember one time. This has nothing to do with the Asian experience, though. He, but it happened in Singapore, so she's black. And then mm. I think she was walking. She came across for black women. She she didn't really say where they were from, but mm. apparently those women were inviting her to 
to join like a black group or something. And she was so irritated. Like, what do you think? Just because I'm black, I'm going to join this black? Why? Why? Do you think I want to be your friend? Yeah, exactly. Like, why would I? Why would I be be part of a group just because of? Just because I'm black. Why? She couldn't yeah. understand it. And I had a had a feeling they were Americans. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. They were just being friendly. I think that's just No, but that's the thing. They, they really had no connection whatsoever. They just saw each other like randomly and they approached yeah. her and like like why are you doing this? But I mean I think I mean we should Yeah, that's a Lori, Lori's experience here is so very different, and of course yeah. she sees it differently too. Mm. So I can't speak for her. Yeah, yeah. Like I can only imagine. Like if you're, I I can't imagine how someone who's black would survive in Indonesia. Like even like the darker skinned Indians, because you can't get your color match here in foundation because they don't carry a lot of darker tones because they're expecting everyone to want to be like a shade lighter in makeup like especially in like lotion like when i first no it was um my friend beneath when beneath got a tattoo here he had to get lotion for his tattoo because his tattoo artist told him hey you have to like keep it moisturized but he couldn't find any lotion that didn't have whitening Oh. Like everything was white and it was hard to find. I mean, you can find unscented lotion, but it's either like the super expensive, like it's imported, like a redkin from Australia, or like mm. you have to really look for it. I don't even know how they would have like curly haired products here because my mom's curly haired, even though she doesn't care, take care of her curls. But most of the. Sorry, there's bubbling in the background, Marco. I'm so sorry. It's my husband's beer. It's bubbling. Um, if it's on the mic. But yeah, it's hard to get certain things if it's not, you know. I mean, it's weird because there's black, there's like darker skinned Indonesians. The Papuans are, are darker. But they're not catered to in most of the things that are available. So it would be really hard for someone like Lori to live here. Oh, uh, even in Sephora? Sephora, they have curly-haired stuff, but it's too, it's way more expensive. Yeah, like the makeup. The foundation. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think it would be rarer. Like, you have to there go was to Sephora. One time, there was one time they were discussing how amazing Rihanna's foundation line is. Oh, yeah, is. Fenty Beauty. Yeah, they don't, they don't carry it here. Yeah, because, like, that's every shade or, like, yeah. know, 20 shades. And they it's, were saying, like, Matt before had, like, two shades. Yeah, Fenty, I think, has 42. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it should be available. I mean, now it's getting better just because online shopping is much easier here. Like, Mac is on Lazada, Indonesia. The, there's an official Mac store, mm-hmm. which is tempting me to finally get a Mac but I'm like why am I spending so much for a lipstick but I guess okay let's give it a shot (laughs) maybe (laughs) anyway so yeah racism I haven't really experienced a lot of racism just because I look Indonesian I'm super lucky that I blend in um 
I only know stuff that my husband, like my husband, his friends make fun of it sometimes. So he told me he once, he had a friend who lived here for a while, who was a uh, Caucasian lady. And when she saw other like white people on the street, she would say, hey, bule! (laughs) 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 Bule is slang for like white. It's actually slang for albino, but they just use it for like general all white people. Um, and I've I've heard my I have heard my husband Misha called bule once in a supermarket by like a four year old. Yeah like hey, pa, bule bule Aya ito bule ya and it was like weird. <laughs> no they don't do that here. We're pretty much no, I mean Singapore is uh, more they don't get excited over these things. Yeah I know it's like weird. Like I once but Okay, to be honest, I sometimes also called my husband call my husband Bule, but I know that he doesn't like it because it's a little bit he's not just white, he's a person. <laughs> like he got um one time we were waiting for a cab and then I was like cause see I could see him going down the street, but I was covered by a tree and Misho was in the middle of the street. I was like, yeah, pa, like I'm here right beside the bule. <laughs> And got so mad, like I'm not just a bully. I was like, okay, eh. I'm sorry, I'm not, yeah. So, yeah, like racism, I don't have any issues here. Uh, issues here, ageism and sexism, I think those are a little bit more common. Um, ageism? I, yeah, I generally think that people have used my age in the past as a negative. Because it's, it's, um, so in Indonesian culture, respect is a very big thing. And I'm not always super respectful. I mean, I try to be nice, but I'm not always like, just because you're older than me doesn't mean I'm not going to say no. I'm not gonna, you know. I try to be as nice as possible when I say it. But I know that in the past, people said, oh, you know, this this team is being run by children, blah, blah. It's like, it's not being run by children just because you don't understand it. True. It's, I mean, I know that that's a very popular thing for you to say just because one, you're old and two, you don't understand. But it's not being run by children. The sexism thing, yeah, that one's a little bit weird. Because apparently I've been told that my shape is different from Indonesia. Sa kahit saan, weird. Ay, alam mo kung saan ka bagay? <laughs> saan? Sa Latin America. Friend, alam mo, I regret not having taken a photo of that girl. But I remember, like, you in the moment. You took photos. Uh. Maybe. Like, in the moment, like, I texted you or something. Like, dude! Because really, like, you you look petite next to her. Like, just, I don't understand how how that's physically possible. Maybe it was... <laughs> how no, maybe it turned was, out that way. Maybe it was plastic surgery, but why will you... Why will you choose to have your butt done that way? It was yeah. so fucking big. Yeah, so I'm a very like bottom heavy per. Oh wait, this is a funny thing. I'm I'm okay. So I'm pear shaped. I'm very pear shaped. My bottom is very big, which makes 
my waist looks small sometimes, and I have small boobs. Um, but one time I heard um, the Indonesians talking to our our Indian CEO, and I heard saying that, oh yeah, like they were looking at me because I was wearing a pencil skirt, and when it comes to a pencil skirt, my like you can really see the see the shape of my butt. And then I heard Biswa say, yeah, you know, like Filipinos, they're very curvy, and I was like, huh, what's happening? And I've been told to dress more modest with clients. In at the same time, we had like an accounts person going to client meetings in short shorts. But yeah, my body my body type is different, so I I may I have to make a conscious decision to be less provocative, or to be choosy mm-hmm. about how I dress provocatively. And Paula has mentioned this Latin America thing before, <laughs> when she was in. You sent me photos of women's butts. <laughs> in Latin America and it was very like okay <laughs> mm. uh, yeah I mean apart from that oh I have this funny story that oh, go. actually I can't remember the details anymore but Havas Media yes Havas Media had Wait, this Havas Media Singapore? Singapore oh. there was this director who everyone knows was shady or very mm. sexist and he, he was actually fired. And I kind of like... Because someone complained finally. And mm. I kind of liked how Jeremy and Melvin, the CEO, handled it. Pretty mm. me too. And even mm. now, I think that's also how I would prefer it, it to be handled. Actually, mm. this is really... Everyone knows he's shady. Okay. Odie, Odie has a standing rule that she should never be alone with that guy. Yeah. Because there was He's an shady. incident. There was okay. an incident. They were in the same. They were in the same cab, and he started touching her. Yeah. So she has a she has a standing, standing rule, rule. never to be in the same room with that guy. But anyway, I forgot how what happened that led to him being asked to leave then and there. So, mm. so someone reported him. And okay. Then Mel- Melvin was like, what should I do? Yay. Should we, should we, like, how do I? Like, he doesn't, he didn't really know. And Melvin will always ask Jeremy what to do. And Jeremy said, you know, we have to investigate this because if you just believe this girl, then every other girl can yeah. just give a, can just complain, complain about yeah. us, and then the next one you're going to be in trouble. So mm. we should file a police report, or we have um, to get authorities involved. But luckily, yeah. when I think when they when they told that to the shady guy, I think he just like he like, decided. I'm resigning. To, yeah, I'm resigning. And left mm. that same day. Like mm. from he was pulled he was pulled into the meeting room after that got his stuff left. That's mm. a, so like so immediate one, bye guys. Yeah, immediately. And we were trying mm. to cause the cause the office secretary or uh, the EA was the one like arranging like the whole flurry, but she's a very good EA. Can never mm. get any gossip from her. From her, but I kind of tried. <laughs> I tried. Everyone laughed at me that I tried. 
But so obviously I didn't get anything from her. But mm. yeah, so I think that was like pretty. I mean, from from Jeremy's perspective, yes, it was also defensive on his part because he was like, the next if we let him, if we just believe this girl, yeah, the next time someone complains, it will be just us and there will be no due process. Yeah, like, let's let's file a police report. But then at least. I guess better for both parties too that they didn't let it go that far. He just willingly left, and I guess the girl didn't push to file a proper police report. Mm. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember exactly what he did. Forgot. I just remember it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like thankfully, I never really. Ex- Experienced that? Well, uh, I did sort of, but I don't want to include it in official record. Um, I never felt. No, I'm gonna retract that. <laughs> I'm gonna save my me too, <laughs> my me too <laughs> cards until I really need them. No, like, so as someone with, as we have mentioned, a very pear shaped body and. A very like promiscuous past. Um, yeah, some so it's it's really hard. Like I've had bosses that were very touchy feely that played at being like in hindsight now that was a me too moment when I was working. That I've had me too moments when I was working before when I was much younger, but I sort of didn't think of it that way because it was a very like I was thought of it was like oh very playful like I don't I'm not super offended by it it's fine I've been alone with him in the car just two of us and never tried anything it's just playful it's for show but like yeah that guy was trying it this is really bad though because for me as someone who was quite open with how active I was at the time it sort of felt like I was inviting it because I was very playful about like and it I mean this is the thing if you're in agency especially like in your creatives there is a lot of like green humor involved if you're with a certain group of people like you do a lot of like that's what she said jokes so it can feel like the line isn't really there like, there, it, can, it can feel like there's no line. You can joke about anything. You can make fun of anything. You can make jokes about how, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. You can make jokes about... You can make, you know, green jokes all the time. Like, Paula and I make a joke about Bastus and Ep, which is, like, just the greenest. Like, I have messages. My, my best friend is a dude, and I send him, like, the, the worst messages about that are really just off-color jokes and i like many off-color jokes so it's hard in that kind of situation to find the line where you're just joking and where you're being sexually harassed like i never felt in danger and especially but, when you're in you're in that situation you, the bar is high yeah like i never for me i never felt I, wait, okay, let me quantify. I In that situation with my former boss, because this will be trouble, um, I didn't feel in danger. Like, I didn't feel that. There were other times where I was like, oh, this, is, this should not have blah, blah, blah. But it's also sort of gray. Like, I've never let myself be in a situation where I was like, there was no choice. 
it was either you choose like for me personally it was either you choose to play into it or you sort of just swerve and just avoid it luckily for me like I've had people like in Jakarta I've had people be offended for me because they felt that like the whole skirt thing um like in Jakarta I didn't realize that it was weird when they told me once, oh, you, should, you shouldn't wear, like, someone said, oh, clients were saying you should dress more modestly when you go to their office. Because I was wearing pencil skirts, and since I'm pear-shaped, like, if you're wearing a pencil skirt and you're me, all you see is a big ass. And it's, you know... And then I wasn't offended by it. I was like, oh, okay, like a friend of mine, Vinith, the wind, Vinith, my wings. Hi, Vinith. <laughs> Singapore. Oh, I mean, San Diego. I'll message him. I keep forgetting. He moved to a startup. And anyway, Vinith, he, he used to work with me here in Singapore. He was a little bit upset for me. And he said, I can't believe that they're saying this to you when there's someone else in the office wearing sh- short denim shorts to go to a client meeting. She's wearing lingerie, blah, blah, blah. And he was very, very, very upset. And I was like, hmm. But I think, you know, like, Indian as women... Can be... Indian men can be protective, sensitive about these things. No, yeah. no, the the guy who who told Odie to tell me, he he mm. is Kabir. Mm. Oh, Kabir! He, Do we bleep that out? Kabir. Yeah, it's okay. Because it's a good thing about him. Okay, Kabir, please give us uh some side projects for Umbrella. Mm. He. I mean, he can be crass if he wants to, but he's super, he's a super gentleman. I remember Odie, he, Odie told me he and Kabir were going to lunch, and they were below, mm. and a girl was riding an escalator, so they can, and the girl was wearing a skirt, so they, they can see, uh, her underwear. Her and, yeah, um. her underwear, and Odie was like, oh my god, Kabir, did you see you, blah, 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 blah. And Kabir just let him have her have have it like mm. he he was mad he got mad that he was yeah he Odie was saying these things and, and imagine if you were if you were that yeah. you want other people to the so yeah you for 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 it, uh, India is such a weird place it's <laughs> it's, it's my takeaway I didn't know that Venice was like that he reacted that way but. Yeah, like, yeah. Vinita was very, like, protective and nice in the moment. I should see him when I go to Singapore next. He wasn't available last time. Anyway, yeah. I didn't go to your wedding. That's fine. I mean, I have a lot of friends I consider close that didn't go to my wedding also. So I'm sort of like... I invited most people last minute. I told my mom, like, two weeks before. <laughs> so it's like... No, but it was supposed to be a surprise, right? So anyway... Anyway. Indians, shout out to those Indian men. Shout out to the nice Indians. Who are, like, in the, <laughs> the end of the... Yeah, you know, just, just that the spectrum in India is very wide. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's some, yeah. No, but, like, the Indians that no, I... so that, that, that I guy I was telling with. you about, the guy I was telling you about that got accused of uh, mm. something inappropriate in 
He was Hamas. Indian, yeah? He's Indian. Yeah. Yes. It was like, and it was the reason why we know he's a sh- one of the reasons why you know he's just shady character. He will talk to the other Indian men, Kabir included, in Hindi or whatever Indian language they were using, and they were telling us it was actually quite creepy. Mm. Whatever they were, whatever they were saying, about. yeah, and, yeah, and Kabir is like, but don't let him know that. We, they you guys you, know yeah. that that's what we were saying is because they, it's either like because this guy is a powerful guy right? either yeah. they will get in trouble or I mean he will stop talking to them and obviously there's mm-hmm. I mean even if he's like this stupid guy there's value to us knowing mm-hmm. that that's what he's saying it's like it's like better with them than with other people because at least like, yeah. like Kabir and the others are good guys yeah I mean yeah but anyway I mean like like most people there's a spectrum naman, anywhere you go yeah it's just that we work yeah. with a lot of Indians the advertising industry is pretty much no, run it's by not Indians even, no 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 I guess the spectrum one I mentioned not not specific to no, 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 it's very specific to the good Indian guys that I personally know. But the other spectrum is not mm. the people that I know. It's the people I see on TV. Or the news I see on TV. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Shout out anyway, to all of them. Shout out the to good guys. Shout out to the good guys that get offended for their female yeah, friends. Yeah, for us. <laughs> Okay, so like, let's take a break before we end this uh, with maybe some advice for other people, other expats, and also we'll go into uh, maybe a pota penas and uh, what. Uh, I met an expat XP. Ano, happy, well, isha happy, isha expat XP, pero it's actually a good puta penas. Okay, let's take a break! Uh, and we're back. Um, so before we end this ism episode, um, Paula, what advice do you have for other expats that may be experiencing something? Because like in some of the expat groups that I'm in, there's a lot of like, um, there's a lot of complaints about maybe some sexism, like people saying "go back to your, where you came from." Like there was a lady like with the I saw a post today about in one of my groups about someone living in Spain. And she's, I, I guess she's either American or British. And then someone, an old lady was saying, go back where you came from, something, something, like the free, like independent Catalonia, Catalonia movement, movement. Which is like, oh my God. Do you have you any You know, they had, they had a vote years back. That's when I know this yeah. free Catalonia movement is like yeah. not going anywhere. They had a vote and they didn't win. Yeah, there's even a, if it was an illegitimate vote, it was already illegitimate and you didn't win. Yeah, <laughs> I think now they're saying that the passions are high because there's there's some uh, Catalonian passions are always are always high. In when there's a World Cup game, the guys from Catalonia or have Catalonian flags with them. Yeah, no, they're saying that some uh, Catalonian. 
politicians are going to get exiled or something or they, they imprisoned. Were already, they were already exiled. The the yeah. ex president or in the ex president is already in Belgium. There are some political prisoners right now that I think their case just got. Anyway, let's I move know, on. And also, <laughs> from no, just to add on, one of the reasons also I think it's not going to happen because a, a lot of regions in Europe have have these kinds of movements. Mm. So, like in Belgium, there's one. Other, I think Germany also has a few. Yeah. So if they let this one. If the European Everyone Union allowed this, er, yeah. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. like I'm only keeping track of it because recently yeah, they yeah. had like because we're going in three weeks and they recently had a news item where like oh they the protesters block the way to the airport. So like, poor connection. It's always the airport. Yeah, they blocked it and they were like flights were canceled for like a day. So like oh anyway, racism. Any advice? advice? Racism, ageism, sexism? You know, actually, we are in a post-Me Too moment. So actually, there are... At least... Uh, uh, how do you call it? I mean, it's not as hard as it was before. There are avenues now. And if you decide to go the legal route, you have standing. And um, just... I mean, there are still stakes if he complains. I think that's never gonna, never gonna go. So, how how important is that thing with you? If it's something I saw, I can't. I I was just listening to um, Larry Wilmore. Um, mm. Wilmore's um interview with Malcolm Glad- Gladwell before, and they were talking about. Justin Trudeau and blackface, and mm. um, Malcolm Gladwell was con- contextualizing it in that it happened in the seventies and sixties. Everyone is in blackface, so why are you, yeah. why are you so mad? And and Larry Wilmore. So there, Larry Wilmore is black. I think Malcolm Gladwell is half something. So they're not pure white. Is he? Oh, okay. Uh, he's half yes. something. He's not pure white, but half um, half white. <laughs> Larry Larry Wilmore is black black, and Larry Wilmore was like, "Yeah, are you kidding me? Blackface? That's like soft racism. Like you can do better than that, yo. That's like." And he started to yeah. Just don't get mad at every single thing. Pick the one that matters to you. Because the others, like, come on, some of it has to do with age as well, like like what Malcolm Gladwell did, said. In the 60s, yeah. 70s, everyone was in blackface. Get over it. So it's yeah. something, it's something like that. Just, just be sure that this is really something important to you, it's something that's happening to you. Don't get, pick your battles. Don't get mad at every single thing. Because it's even if you move to another place, you're going to experience it one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. But the good thing is you now have better standing if you, if you decide to like report it to the higher ops or get legal stuff. Not yeah. Like, okay, so Malcolm Gladwell, his mom is Jamaican. I just Googled it. 
Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so mm. for me, so they I were know comparing that, how black they were. <laughs> is Larry Wilmore half white? Is does he have no, Caucasian blood? No, 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 he's 100%. blood? no, because no, he's, he's like, a little bit lighter skinned, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why they were comparing how black they were. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, for the isms, I know that it can be difficult for um, foreigners to report, especially since, you know, especially if you're new, like you don't know the culture yet. And I know that, like, for us, we are very lucky because we're not very far from home. So the culture is not that starkly different. Like, um, but I know if you're like someone who goes to the Middle East or you go to like, uh, I know a lot of expats are living in South Africa. It can be very different. So I don't really have any advice um, because those experiences are harder. Um, But for me, what worked for me was just finding friends um, that can let you know if this, the truth of, oh, this is something you'll experience here. Because for me, even though it sounds a little bit sexist or like, um, like the patriarchy has gotten to her to say that, yeah, I've had a female boss tell me that you can't be emotional in the workplace because they'll take it against you. It's also stemming from her experience. So People will, if you befriend people and if you find people that are very honest with you that live in the country you go to, they'll be able to honestly tell you that, yes, this is normal. This is something you will expect and this is how we handle it. Like I've had, I had a good talk with, with the Indonesian uh, women in my team about how they handle like um, catcalling on the street and like, uh, you know, unwanted advances but i've had a gojek driver ask for my number once and that felt that i felt that was kind of weird um so the yeah they'll tell you how you can they'll tell you how they would normally react to it and it's really up to you like paula said if you want to pick your reaction if you're going to if it's something that you feel strongly enough about, go ahead. Like in Jakarta, there's a wave right now of protests of led by students talking about how, oh yeah, these you know certain laws are not reasonable. Um, as for sexism, I just also remembered like because some of the expats might be coming there to lead teams. Like I had an experience in my team where one of my uh, female workers had to complain about one of the male workers saying that oh this guy he keeps making jokes about my boobs and i don't feel comfortable him saying that my boobs are big yeah that's weird what which part is weird that she complained and a a man commenting about your boobs yeah about the boobs but the thing is okay so She's not close to the guy making the comments, but she's close with other people in their circle that makes comments about her boobs. So the guy had the feeling, oh, we're close enough. I can also make the same comments. And she came to me and was like, I'm not very comfortable. And then I told her, do you want to talk to him? Do you want me to talk to him? Can, you know, and then I had to bring in like the immediate, because that guy had a, uh, had a, had a team leader yeah and i had to tell him hey can you talk to him and tell him this isn't proper she's uncomfortable because sometimes those things i mean 
There are okay. So in the this post Me Too environment, it's it's r- kind of hard to find the line as to which part is just joking and which part you should complain about. But I think it's really up. Yeah, it's really up to the person receiving it. Like I can't speak for all Filipinos and say, "Oh, it doesn't offend me when you call me yellow." But someone else who's Filipino might be offended. You call her yellow. Might be offended when you mention Angeles. It's like, yeah, we love the Philippines. As an example for that, <laughs> or like someone like as an Indian lady once told me, like, "Yes, the Philippines, you have the best maids," and I was like, "Okay, like I'm not offended. I thought it was weird that that would be the first thing she said to me." <laughs> After having lived in the Philippines for like a year, like so many other notable things, but okay. Um, if someone is offended, you have to take it seriously, even if you don't necessarily, even if you don't understand where it's coming from. Um, if it and if it happens to you, someone should also extend the same courtesy to you, like as expats. We there are embassies you can go to if it gets really bad. Like, I mean, hopefully the the listeners of this podcast understand they can actually go to embassies. It's not the same for everyone. It's like you regularly get um, news items of Filipinas getting like sexually abused by their employers. And there was a lady one. There's a lady in the news right now in I think UAE who jumped off the building. So yeah, just try to speak to someone before it gets to that point I guess and on that note (laughs) of a very long like ism episode let's take a break and then let's go to happy expat xp and put up in us I guess yes take a break Anyway, hi guys, we're back from. Did we take a break? We're back from. Oh, yeah, me. Ah, <laughs> uh, so put. Um, okay. I don't know what What do you want to do first? Puta Pinas or Happy Expat XP? Puta Pinas? So now Happy Expat XP. Okay, go. Puta Pinas, pero good puta okay, Pinas. Go. Okay, go. Okay, so anak to people. Mundo? Wait, wait, wait. To people that are just jumping in, puta pinas, puta is like an expression that's like a, it's a curse word. They it's know a puta, curse word it's and Spanish. A Spanish curse word? Yeah, it's puta. It's the same. It's anyway, bitch. go. Oh, Ina Raimundo's, Ina Raimundo's daughter, the big booby one. Poor sorry, connection. she's really pretty, but I saw. Naita mo ba? Sorry, the headline I saw said she had really bo- big boobs, and Ina Raimundo was defending her daughter for the big boobs. From the big boob comment. Marami. Ang laki nga yeah, ng oh. boobs niya. Pinapanood natin okay. ni DJ. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Pinapanood natin ni DJ kahapon. Baby fights I'm pa siya friend. now, okay. So, ang dami niyang... Ang, ang daming potential. She just turned 18 naman. Ano siya siya? Hello, isipin mo mga 18... Mga... Mga pa-videos ng, eight, ng 18th birthday, pa ganyan na. Diyos ko po. Anyway. Oh, I didn't a... see the video. Friends! I didn't see the video. Only saw photos. Actually, gayto. Wala naman ang intention panorin yung video. Sabi ko lang kay Isa, hindi ko nakita yung boobs. Hindi ko nga nakita yung headline. Eh. Tinan ko lang, tangin na, ang ganda ni Ina Raimundo. Parang hindi siya tumanda. Tapos, 
lapit ako kay VJ, why na ito ba si Ina Raimundo? Tapos syempre si VJ pinanood yung video. Tapos sabi siya, ha? Hindi ko pa napanood yung video. Tayo, panoorin natin yung video. Pinagamit yung video. Ayun nga eh. So, ayun. Sorry, I fucked it up again. <laughs> okay, go. Yeah, she's, I, uh, I'm pretty sure she's gonna go into show business. That's why she has this kind yeah, of video. So I haven't seen the video, but I'm seeing stills. Actually, Ina Raimundo, Ina mo. Ba't ganyan ba rin yung mukha mo? Ayaw, 20 years ago yung Sabado Nights. Yeah. But is she vegan or something? Yeah. Wait. But she did like a, she did a century tuna endorsement with like Alice Dixon, Ina Raimundo, and like Sunshine Diesel? Bakit pumayat ba si Sunshine Gideon? No, Sunshine Cruise. Sorry, Sunshine Cruise. Okay. The hot one. Anyway. So, okay. Paula Putapinas is a Filipino celebrity's daughter. Who is hot? Erica Raimundo. I, I actually don't know the surname. Erica Rain? I don't know. Erica Rain something. She's very yeah, pretty. she's pretty. It's just that her, She's her very body like, is a bit weird. Top heavy. Uh, but because she has unusually big boobs. But also, she also still has about uh, uh, baby fats. Because she, yeah, she's turning yeah. 18, so. But, she's but not the, 18 yet, she's just turning 18. But the face, though, the face. Kasi nga, I mean, when I saw, very, I didn't see the headline. I just saw her face and her mom. And like, damn, Ina, like, you made good babies. And so, yeah. And then, a colleague of mine, VJ, like, so did you see the video? No, I have to see the video. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, she, okay, so Ina Raimunda's husband is Ukrainian-Canadian. Mm-hmm. So na nakafeel ka naman na affinity. Uh, Ukrainian. Sorry, my husband. My husband's family is from Ukraine. Yeah, there, there's hope for our. There child. will soon be have, no Ukraine anymore. <laughs> yeah, it'll just yeah. be Russia. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, um, so puta pinas. Uh, oh, may puta pinas ka Wait, ba? Me. <laughs> Don't forget about me! Ako lang kasi parati yung may puta pinas eh. Wala kasing traffic news lately. So, you know. I know. Oh, um, I forgot to say the last episode. Which is weird kasi these episodes are gonna air like at a later date. Um, R.I.P. Carla Seldran. So, Carla Seldran is a Filipino... I don't know how to describe it. He's a theater guy. He's a history buff. He used to host um, walking tours of Intramuros. And I went to one of his walking tours in Intramuros. And I was, you know, hoping to go to one with my husband. But since I don't follow Filipino news, I didn't know that he's been in exile in Madrid for a while. Oh, is it? Why? Um, no, he left because... Okay, so his case... So, okay... So there's in Filipino literature there's a classic uh, book called Noli Metangere, um, which was very anti the Catholic Church during the time when you were a Spanish colony. Um, and one of one of the things that Carlos Sodran well the thing that Carlos Sodran did was he protested in church, I think it was during a mass, with a 
with the referencing that book. So what happened was they pulled up. Uh, it's an old law, but it's still in the books about religion. Something like wait. Let me. I, this is the sound of me googling it. Like his law case was offending religious feelings, so he just left the Philippines instead of going to jail. So he's been in Madrid for a while, mm. and I didn't connect it because I have a I have a friend who's like his niece or something. I know someone who's his niece, and there's been photos of them in Spain. I didn't know that that was like a self-imposed exile rather than go to jail. Okay, but yeah, and he he died recently, kinda, and he's he's he was really good for tourism. It's kind of true, though. I mean, if you said like he went inside the church and said what? Yeah, he disrupted a service and then he held up. Okay, so I'm looking at I googled it. I'm looking at Rappler dot com. Um, he was charged with offending. Religious feelings because he disrupted a mass at the Manila Cathedral in 2010. Um, he dressed up as the Filipino national hero Jose Rizal, um, and he held up a sign with the words "Damaso," which is referencing a villainous priest, a rapey priest in that classic Filipino novel, Noli Me Tangere. But he kind of has. So a I point. guess this was because of like the reproductive health bill. He kind of has a point, Who? though. Uh, Carlos Elgar, at least in that moment. Because I think a lot of people are mad at him for various reasons that I don't really understand. But if it's just for that thing. Mm. Well, priests are abusive. So he was, wait. You know. so yeah. I'm like, why is like, he sensitive? Maybe you're guilty. The, I think this, during this time, if I'm not mistaken... He was protesting because um, I think that was the time when you were still campaigning for the... If the timeline I remember correctly, he would have been protesting when the Catholic Church in the Philippines was campaigning heavily against the reproductive health bill. Mm, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, so, but it was the Supreme Court didn't come down to the decision until 2018. Well, he so I guess by that time, he already... He was he was found guilty. It was a it was a two month blah 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 blah. But he went into self exile, like uh, in Spain since January twenty nineteen, and now he's gone. And I think that's sad because he was very good for for Filipino tourism. Like I went on his um, intramuros walking tour, and he really made you feel like you were there. Like he was very passionate about how he. Um, conveyed the history of the time, like how many bombs hit Intramuros, the walled city during World War, uh, during the Spanish Independence War. I don't even remember. I'm sorry. But he was very good for tourism. He was a very good tour guide. For a place that wants to get tourists, it's sad that the Philippines doesn't um, value people like Carlos Seldran more because he was very good for tourism. No, but and there, hope I hope there's someone who takes his place. That's the thing that I never really understand understood. Granted, I don't really follow him or I don't know much about him. I do know a lot of people are mad at him even before that. 
Damasong mm. episode. So, like, I don't understand, but I was like, yeah, mm. it's kind of cool that there's walking tours in, in Tremoros. I mean, even if you yeah. have, even if you disagree with how he interpreted history, well, that's kind of how history mm. is, right? There's a lot of POVs, and it, often it's. Yeah. And at least, at least someone got. At least someone got your attention for you to, like, have an interest in Care. History. At least for two hours. Okay. Anyway. Mm. So, yeah. Like, I don't, I didn't, I don't... Wait, I was... <laughs> wait, let me finish. Um, I don't have any knowledge of him other than his walking tours. But it's, for me, that that's sad that he's not there to do that anymore. Anyway, so happy expat moment, which Paula wants to get along with. Um, for me, my happy expat XP. Wait, let me double check because I have a schedule of when this podcast is coming out. So it's supposed to be scheduled to come out November 25th. By that time, I would be back from Spain. Yes, first Spain trip. Um, I'm super excited to go to Spain. I'm a little bit worried about the Freedom for Catalonia movement because I'm worried that they're going to... Block the airport <laughs> so that we can't leave. Um, super happy that I got this chance to travel more. And yeah, that's it. Oh, and I'm happy I have... I'm Simple Joyce. Um, my husband and I were making up the budget for 2020 because I am proclaiming myself as the family CFO. And we were like, oh, we should set aside a wine budget so we can buy wine from our wine supplier. And I'm like, that is the most expat thing I've ever heard. <laughs> We need to set aside budget for our wine. So that's my happy expat XP. Just realizing that I have a wine budget. We kind of like... Well, there was an expat moment. I don't know if it was happy. Because VJ's mm. last day was yesterday. So me, the CSD, and VJ had drinks. And we we talked about if... The topic was if suing our employers... <laughs> Oh my god! Like where will we, where will we file the? Cause he, cause the CSD was like, he he has a regional role, so he was kind of one. And his bosses mm. are not in Singapore, so he was wondering where mm. he should file the complaint. Is it in Singapore or is it in the headquarters of our? Oh god! <laughs> so it was it was kind of like. No, I mean, it's fun okay, to have so that lawsuits. kind of conversation <laughs> with the upper management. Yeah, that is it's true. It's just, like, we often see them as, like, the most powerful, blah, blah, blah. But actually, you know, they're employee- employees themselves who need to answer to people. Yeah. So it was quite fun. Yeah. Like, oh, another, sorry, I don't want to do a two-in-one, but this is a more real happy expat <laughs> in hindsight. So I got to chat with a former boss of mine this week. And when you we were discussing, because we didn't really get the chance to talk when I left. Um, and then I got to talk to him about, like, options and blah, blah, blah. Like, I never thought in a million years, like, before I moved to Jakarta, I never thought that I would have a conversation with a former boss about advice for next steps in the career. And it would be like, yeah, if you want to go to Australia, if you want to... Like, suddenly there are so many options. And I think that's hard for 
us as expats to remember when we're in the day-to-day. But we have so many, literally so many options once you get out. Because he was like, oh, emerging markets, you can try Vietnam, you can try, like, what are you saying, Vietnam, and I think Myanmar, like, if you want to explore, and then, you know, if you want to move to blah, 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 and he was saying, like, oh, if you want to do projects, you can do projects in Singapore, Philippines, and Indonesia, and I was like, yeah, he's right, like, we do have a good opportunity to start something and to do something. The region is sort of more open for mm. us, and I think that that's good and interesting and i'm gonna force paula to also do something <laughs> i'm looking for a job will this land me a job i mean we can make your your online presence unignorable i want to be ignored that's the thing Wait, I thought you wanted to get a job. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Wait, wait, universe, scratch that. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, when I die, I don't want to be, like, you know, remembered and shit. Okay. But you want to be noticed in the short term to help you get a job. Because I still have five years to live. (laughs) Another episode. (laughs) Death. Let's make let's make a death episode. <laughs> I am. Okay. And I think that is the end of episode eight. This eight. is episode eight, yeah. Episode eight. And if you have any job leads. Okay. Actually. Um so that is the end of episode eight. Okay. As the end of episode eight, if you have any job leads for Paula, please send them to OFWPod at gmail.com. <laughs> or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at OFWPod. That's O-F-W-P-O-D. And please rate and subscribe. Let us know. Oh, if you have any like stories of racism ageism sexism or if you're like alex and you just want to have your part (laughs) of the story heard we are open we will do a live episode where you will come to terms with this but you need to pay for your own mic because we heard you make a lot of money yes okay and that is the end of episode eight Bye. bye guys